When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We've got a lot lined up for you. Uh, Governor of Texas Greg Abbott will be with us later on in the show, third hour, I believe. Talk to us about the fact that there are barriers that Texas has put up to illegal entry in the Rio Grande. And the Biden administration wants them to get rid of the barriers. I mean, this... It's almost like they're saying, you know, hey, you know that wall you have in some parts of the border? Maybe you should tear that down. It's making it harder for people to get into the country illegally. So we will discuss that with Governor Abbott, give you a sense of what is going on at the border. Uh, we also have um, more fallout from the fake controversy over the, uh, well, the slander that there's something uh, racist or that there's something that is uh, meant to mitigate the evil of slavery in the Florida state curriculum for the teaching of African-American history and studies. Uh, more people weighing in on this. They've gotten the talking points on the left, and they're going with it, even though it is a total fabrication. Uh, we'll discuss that. Kevin McCarthy, uh, he was on Sean's show last night, I believe it was. Yes, Sean's show. And and he saying that they're considering a an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden, which... You know, it's it's one of those things where, just like Clay, we had said all along, if you're not going to appoint a special counsel to look at Hunter, what's the point of a special counsel? There's There could be no more obvious reason to appoint a special counsel than a president's son selling influence to that president or selling influence around the world. Um, and that's one aspect of it. There's also, Clay, the White House now having to deal with the latest the latest testimony that Joe Biden was ab- absolutely aware of what was going on. He's lied to everybody. The firing of Shokin, the Burisma Ukrainian, I'm sorry, the Ukrainian prosecutor looking into Burisma, is more obviously just dirty quid pro quo corruption than we'd ever thought before. Um, the White House is is scrambling. I want to get to that. But there's also now, what have we said all along? Hunter's finger paintings 
that we're not allowed to know who's buying them. It turns out big Joe Biden donors are buying Hunter's scribbles for, you know, 50,000, hundreds of thousands, whatever it is. Of hop. You, you can't make up, Clay, a more obvious corrupt scheme. And now the White House has been relegated to this as their defense. I mean, there's nothing else they can say other than it seems there wasn't like an official business between the president, Joe Biden, and Hunter. Play clip one. Chairman James Comer today says that the oversight committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son, Hunter Biden, many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. So I've been I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. (laughs) I mean, the president was doing business with his son, whether he was officially, you know, a, a named partner in the LLC shell company that. Hunter was setting up to hide the ill-gotten gains of this massive corruption scheme. Clay, we're at the point where even the Clintons are looking at this and saying, ooh, that's corrupt. Yeah, and I think it's important also, first of all, Karine Jean-Pierre is probably the worst person to have trying to advocate for you because she said a million times the president was never in business with his son. The problem is uh, that Biden, I think we have these cuts, right? Uh, Let's just play, for example, cut four here. Biden said directly many times that he had absolutely nothing to do with his son's business. Now they're trying to create this tiny little space where they say, well, he was never in business with his son. Well, wait a minute. Back in October of 2019, he said, let's listen to this. There's not a single solitary thing anyone said that was done wrong. I don't discuss business with my son. Well, if you're on phone calls with business partners, I think that's probably not true. Listen to this. The president's accusation against you stems from your son, Hunter Biden, working on the board of an energy company in Ukraine while you were vice president. Do you agree that that could at least create the appearance of a conflict? Look, what I agree is with that there's not a single solitary thing anyone said that was done wrong. I don't discuss business with my son. I didn't know that was the case when, in fact, I found out after the fact. And because I don't discuss things with my son or my family, because I don't want to have any knowledge of any, I don't want to be accused of, well, you talk with your son or you talk with your whomever. And so the fact is, though, everybody's looked at that. He did nothing wrong. Zero. All right. So now that's certainly not true because Hunter Biden Buck is pleading if it's accepted, which it should not be, and it's supposed to happen tomorrow, it, she, he's pleading guilty to multiple crimes, so he has done something wrong. But all of this evidence coming out proves that Biden is a liar. And the question is, what happens now? And and I, this is why we, we talked about this yesterday. To me, this is a no-brainer. I know everybody focuses on Mayorkas. I know everybody focuses on uh, Merrick Garland. I think certainly they're bad at their jobs. Heck, I'd add Mayor Pete. I think there are lots of cabinet members that deserve to be impeached for incompetence. But Joe Biden has to be impeached. I think they should sweep clean the impeachment of Trump associated with this Ukraine call because Trump was, as was often the case, right about everything, sometimes a bull in a china shop, but he was right about everything on Ukraine. They should sweep it clean, that impeachment, uh, and Joe Biden should have to answer uh 
as an impeached president himself. We need primetime hearings, Buck. We need all of this laid out because there are still lots of people in the American public who don't know about this. And the data reflects, as much as you and I thought it was stupid, that some people were impacted by that January 6th primetime hearing that was designed to make January 6th look like an insurrection, and they voted that way in the midterm. This could be big for 2024, no matter who the Democrat nominee is. Yeah, if the January 6th coverage that they're able to do at CNN, the New York Times, and all the rest, if that persuades 50,000, 100,000 independents in key states, could make all the difference in the world. And, and it's hard to think of our national elections turning on such a, a razor-thin, razor's-edge yeah. margin. Um, but that's what we see. I mean, that is what the numbers have shown us in a, in a variety of, of those uh, different states. And I think now we're at a point, Clay, where we have to look at the Democrat plan is effectively like the tur- like it's like a turtle, right? Just goes into the shell. They're just going to take whatever we throw at them on this. They're not going to admit anything. They're not going to say, you know what? Oh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. Turns out they are super corrupt. You know, may- maybe maybe it's time we rediscovered our ethics in the Democrat Party. Zero chance of that. You and I both know that. Zero chance of it. So they're just hoping to turn on the offense to drown out the defense that they're having to play, right? I mean, it's just going to be uh, the more that, you know, Trump is ahead in the polls, the more this continues, we get after the, uh, you know, the August recess. And, you know, D.C. is a is a dead zone in, in August. No one's going to be yeah. doing anything. Um, you know, we get after the first debate. I think they just turn it into a 24-7 focus on Trump. And what it will turn into for the Democrat base and and a lot of voters who still consume that media is it doesn't matter what Joe Biden did. Trump is the bigger threat. That's going to be the whole pitch, right? So I just think we all need to get ready for that. That doesn't mean we don't keep going. It's also why I think your point about the impeachment is so important because, all right, if they're going to pull out the... uh you know the the fire hose of information yep. from their side. We got to pull out a fire hose on our side. We got to actually make sure everybody knows what is going on with the Bidens. I mean, they they are really they're corrupt like the Clintons. Yes. I mean, it's very similar. I I think they're worse. I I, I and I, I I'm not doing this for point of exaggeration. I think if you look at the credible under oath allegations that have been made, IRS, FBI, uh, about Joe Biden and his Department of Justice, and his son Hunter, and their business relationships, and everything else. I think the credible under oath accusations against Joe Biden are more significant than what was alleged against Richard Nixon. I think they are more significant than what was alleged about Bill Clinton while he was in office. This is while they're in office, by the way. And more significant than anything that was alleged in an incredible way against Donald Trump. So this, to me, the, the, the impeachment hearings really, Buck, are about calling out the news media and saying, you put this on primetime television, the January 6th yeah. hearings. How can you justify not putting primetime hearings surrounding the Biden crime family? At least put, them, put that onus on them. I, I think it's funny. Whenever I talk about Clinton corruption... You tend to think Bill first. I always think Hillary first. Yeah. I always think Hillary well, was he, in her I, own I, way I, far well, worse. Well, it's interesting. It is interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking analogously for Bill because he was in the White House. And legal So the Jeopardy. way that the yeah. media covered Bill when he was a president, I mean, take you back in time. A lot of people out there listening, 25 years ago, 
when Bill Clinton had an affair with the White House intern, the New York Times and the Washington Post were leading the coverage of that impeachment and arguing, and oftentimes on their pages, that that was sufficient enough to lead to an impeachment. I remember that well because I was in college. I went and watched some of those impeachment hearings. I followed that incredibly closely, and the argument was it wasn't as bad as Watergate, right? That was the Clinton defense at its essence. Because Hillary, remember, worked on the Watergate prosecution back in the day. Yep. I would argue that what is being alleged credibly against Joe Biden, and I don't think this is hyperbole, I don't think it's a wild accusation, I don't think it's a out-of-line opinion, is far more significant than what was alleged against well, Nixon, Clinton, or Trump. I think you could pose it this way. What is the worst kind of bribery that yeah. you could have as a senior United States, the most senior, I mean, or close to it, vice president, now president, as the absolute apex of the federal government, what is the worst kind of bribery and, and you know, financial coercion you could be subject to taking money from the Chinese Communist Party? I, I, I think that that's and and what would be in second place being in that Russia, Ukraine morass of corruption. Yeah. I mean, I think that's number one and number two. As we've said all along, it's not like Hunter Biden was taking a little cash on the side from Belgium. They have great French fries. They're nice people. You know, there's, uh, Belgium's not scary to me, right? He was taking it from China. He was taking it from a Ukrainian oligarch with all kinds of ties in the region that, you know, these are important places for us not to be unduly influenced by. The two most consequential parts of the globe during the Biden presidency so far have been the two places that paid Hunter Biden the most money. Do we think that's coincidental? Do we think, I mean, look, the Burisma guys, whatever you think about them, they're not going to pay millions of dollars to somebody unless they think they're getting tens of millions of dollars in value for that. The Clinton, right? they, Same they thing may for have, the Chinese. Based on what we know on the record, the money they paid Hunter may have prevented them from ending up in a cell. Yes. Some of the top people at Burisma. That's based right. on what is on the record right now. If if you're an oligarch worth, I mean, who knows, hundreds of millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, you know, this stuff is hidden. We, you know, the, they don't have quite the same IRS in Ukraine that we do here. Um, what would you spend to stay out of prison? I mean, even if it was just a wild card chance that this would help you out, completely worth it. No, I yeah. mean, that's the thing. Their, their scheme made perfect sense. One of the ways I always knew Russia collusion with Trump was completely moronic and a lie. And I knew it from the very beginning and said it publicly every day on my show from the very beginning was Clay. It made no, it made no sense. Donald Trump wants to be president. So he's going to put himself in a position where Putin can leverage and, and destroy him at any point in time because he knows how to get a few votes. It, it was, you know, in a few places, it was crazy. It yeah. made no sense. The Burisma stuff with, with Hunter makes perfect sense. This is a it's smart plan from their perspective. It also, by the way, and I think this is important, makes perfect sense on Joe Biden's side. Biden was reckless because he thought his political career was over. Oh, totally. And maybe he was maybe he was bitter and he felt like he was entitled and owed because he felt like Barack Obama turned his back on him when he decided I'm going to elevate Secretary of State over my VP because I think she's more competent than you are. And Biden said, All right, let's turn on the money spigot. I think that's a hundred percent what happened. And I think sharing that momentum, to your point, motive often gives us a sense of why something was more likely to happen. That's the essence of it. The motive on the Trump collusion never made any sense at all. The motive of Biden is finishing his political career and he wants his family to be rich. I actually am not surprised at all that that would be his goal. 
but it led to the reckless position that he's put himself in, and he should have never been president. Uh, if you write checks frequently, take note. Scammers are using a technique called check washing to carefully remove important information from an original check and then add new info with the same type of ink. This is how they access money belonging to you. Whether you're a check writer or an online payer, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It's why we both have LifeLock, the leader in identity online identity theft protection. You want a company with the resources and expertise to look after your online identity. Their systems monitor billions of weekly online transactions and new account openings. If you're a LifeLock member, they're looking after your info, making sure it's not being used without your permission. If they see it, they'll get in touch with you immediately so you can stop the legal activity. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock systems and people are the very best at helping you. Join now and save 25% off your first year with my name, Clay, as the promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use my name, Clay, C-L-A-Y, as the promo code for that 25% off. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, we'll open up phone lines, 800-282-2882. Buck, are you with me that it is a no-brainer that impeachment proceedings should be begun against Biden? And And let me say this. The only reason that I wouldn't, and I'm curious what the votes would look like for Kevin McCarthy, the one thing you can't do is try to bring impeachment proceedings and not have the votes so you have Republican turncoats effectively who won't support it because then it turns into a narrative of, oh, look, even Republicans think that this is played up and not true. So you have to be incredible at your vote counting here. But if you got the votes, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. I I think that's spot on. I would just add that, you know, I understand there's an inclination for some people, maybe not our people, not this audience, but some people to say, well, are they just going to impeach Biden? Is it as it is this a you know tit for tat? Is this just a back and forth? No, we'll give you more details. He really does deserve. This is not just a political tactic. And of course, you know, the other side would say, of course, he's saying that. He really deserves to be. He really deserves to be impeached and removed from office. Yes, based on what we knew. Honest to God, I would not be sitting here and telling everybody, "Oh, you know, we need to impeach Biden because you know." Or, or I would. You know what they did during Trump? Remember the twenty, the the twenty fifth amendment, right? Um, you know, they're always talking about the removal of of Trump with the twenty fifth amendment. We could make that case too with Biden, but we know that's never going to happen. An impeachment here would be entirely legitimate based on the facts, is what I'm saying. It's not even... Yeah, you're right, 100%. And we come back at the top of the next hour. We'll take some of your calls. We're going to talk about these finger paintings, because I do think this is significant and and is demonstration of just how corrupt Biden is. But I actually think, historically, there needs to be a discussion about Nixon and the fact that Biden is worse than Nixon in terms of the allegations. We need to talk about that. I kind of like Nixon. That's a whole... He did some good things against the communists. That's a whole other conversation. We'll see a change in our currency system sooner than later. Some people think so, including a former Wall Street insider that follows our nation's economy and writes about it regularly. Tika Tuai is this writer's name, and he's of the belief that our federal government could announce a mandatory recall on the U.S. dollar and exchange it with a new digital currency. How different would that be from using a debit card or Apple Pay? Well, he's got a lot of thoughts on the subject, all of which he's put into a video that you can see online. He thinks this could be announced in the months ahead. It's an interesting perspective. It's one you should be prepared for. You should hear him out. Go to dollarrecall.com to watch his video with all the details. Do our government officials want him to tell you this? Probably not. All the more reason to watch the video. Go to dollarrecall.com and learn how you can prepare today. That's dollarrecall.com. Paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. All right, welcome back in, team to our portal into reality here, despite all the things going on that uh, you're being told about in much of the rest of the left-wing media out there. Uh, It turns out that if you were trying to come up with a really obvious way to um, bribe somebody out in public or to funnel money to somebody uh, under the pretense that it is a goods for services transaction when it is just a straight up currying favor. It's, it's meant to just be something that allows you to give someone money so that you, they owe you becoming a painter later in life who's selling paintings. I mean, I know I actually have a good friend I grew up with who's a painter who sells paintings and it is a very hard, very difficult. That's his full time job. Yes. Yes. 
I yeah. mean, pretty much, yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's. I think he sold one. He said once for like fifteen or twenty grand. And you know, it's it's very tough to sell a painting out there, folks. Is the point, right? It's well, not. Just something think about that, how many people, Buck, can afford fifteen or twenty thousand dollars for a painting in the first place, right? You're selling to a tiny pinprick of the audience that could afford to pay a lot of money in the first place, which ties in, right. which is why. Honestly, this story is the, almost the perfect way for the Biden family to launder money. So let me. I'll, I think I think the Daily Mail does a really good job of putting this into initial context here. Hunter Biden's bong smoking lawyer. <laughs> they have a photo of him with the bong. It's awesome. When bong Hunter sp- was visiting, <laughs> of course, of course, Clay. Of course. I mean, visiting. if you yes. think about this, if you were an attorney, uh, I'm an attorney. If I had a drug addict client. And I had him over to my house, and I was smoking a bong with him while he was there. It would be uh, one of the most incompetent things I could possibly do as a matter of representation, in my humble opinion. But I think that's important. He was smoking a bong. They got photos of him while Hunter was visiting. It's not just doing it in his own private time. So Hunter Biden's bong-smoking lawyer who paid his $2 million tax bill also spent a fortune on his art along with California Democrat donor who Joe appointed to a prestigious heritage board. Okay, let's just take a look at some of these numbers here. Hunter has made from his artwork, and I can see some of it in the background, and I'm I'm not going to pretend I'm one of those people who I'm, I'm not particularly fond of the... Uh, the, the Abstract old- art. Yeah, I'm just, it's not my I thing. I think it's all BS, personally. I, I, I did, you, okay, like, you and I see this. I didn't know where you were going to come down on this one. I, if it looks like garbage on the wall, I don't know why anybody would want it, and I don't care what the storyline is behind it or whatever. If it looks like garbage, it should go in the trash. But anyway, he's got all these paintings. I don't know, maybe some of them are okay. He sold $1.3 million of paintings. Yeah. Okay, Hunter Biden has sold $1.3 million. Now, keep in mind, the whole painting thing for him is like, this is not... He hasn't been doing this for 20 years. He didn't just have his breakthrough because Hunter had a had a still life that was being shown at a salon in Paris. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, Hunter has the best strokes with the brush. No, we all know it is because Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son, the president's son. And so this goes in that celebrity artwork category. Uh, but even more than that, there are some people who are unknown who have paid him one one unknown donor has paid him hundreds of thousands trying to get all the numbers straight here um but clay uh now there's somebody who was appointed by something by his dad the point here is people are spending hundreds of thousand dollars on his paintings and he knows who they are and the whole game in the beginning was that'll be anonymous there'll be anonymous buyers and that was never going to stand up think about what this would mean you could be the president of the United States, Donald Trump, under under Biden logic, Donald Trump could say Melania is now a a, you know, has decided that she is a sculptor and donors. I'm sorry. Random people could just decide I'm just going to buy every Melania sculpture for five million dollars. And we're supposed to believe that that's not in some way meant to bring favor with that. You know, this is a, th- a hypothetical, a theoretical that's what Hunter Biden's doing. I mean, the FBI has to have a whole art theft and art, uh, you know, forgery department. It's in part because of all the money laundering that people try to do via artwork. Yeah. I mean, this is just, it's shameful, but it's also reckless. And so much of this is indefensible. 
And that's why this this impeachment has to happen. And and Buck, it is You know, when we played that clip of Joe Biden in 2019 saying he never had any relationship with his son, every time we play a clip, and I'm not talking about playing a clip from Joe Biden in 1988 or 1998 or 2008. Every time I hear him speak, it feels like you can see him declining in his ability to communicate. And it, I, I'm not celebrating that in any way. In fact, I think it's it's awful. But Buck, even when I hear Joe dispute the connection to Hunter Biden's business associates, he can't speak that well today. And tomorrow he's not going to be able to speak as well as he can today. Like this decline is so rapid. I wonder how much he's even aware, honestly, at this point in time of what's going on with Hunter in so many different ways or even capable of understanding how dirty it even looks. Yeah, I think also people have a have a right, I would even say an obligation to see this whole Biden verse, if you will, and say the Democrat Party spent four years trying to convince everybody openly saying Donald Trump was a fascist and he was going to destroy the country. And he's I, I can't even remember. He's a traitor and he's a rapist and he's a he's yep. a thief and he's a con man. All these things they said. And just just put aside all those lies for a second. This is what they give the country. The Biden family is the best they can do. I, I really have to get like. Go back in time. Look at all the huffy lectures from people over at CNN and all the all the breathless editorials in New York Times about how terrible Trump is. And they give us this clown show of the yeah. Bidens. And they have no, no I... self-awareness about it at all. You know, there's just like, oh, yeah, this is they're going to reelect him if they can. I, I think partly covid act as acted as the perfect cover for Biden. Um, and then I think the unbelievable nature of the first impeachment, which I think we need to go. This is why I like the idea of Kevin McCarthy going back and revoking and rescinding, whatever you want to say, the first impeachment. That was such a shot across the bow. And I don't know who made the decision we're going to impeach Trump over that Ukraine phone call, but really what it was designed to do is eliminate Ukraine and Burisma as a legitimate line of attack for the Bidens. They turned the weakness of Ukraine and Burisma, which should have been a profound weakness of the Biden family, into a strength by impeaching Trump over it. And I think it cowed many journalists from believing that there was anything to it at all. So it was a brazen and frankly indefensible impeachment of Trump but what it primarily did was inoculate Biden from any of the criticisms that might arise from Ukraine because then it allowed Democrats to say, oh, no, that's the crazy conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is trying to spin out. When the reality is every question Trump asked about Ukraine and Burisma and the firing of a prosecutor is one that the United States should be concerned about and every media outlet should be covering. And, and this is why it was, in essence, uh, I think, a preview of exactly the strategy we will see now. Clay, when they should have been on, on defense by all rights, you know, when it should have been, oh, my gosh, 
this Hunter Burisma thing is really bad. It was, no, we're going to impeach. They went on offense. Yeah. That's exactly what they're planning to do here against Trump. And I think at this point, they already, they're, they're lining up to run against Trump. I mean, they're not like worried about how this is going to shake out in the primary. At least that's the Democrat machinery's positioning. And instead of saying, yeah, you know, this Hunter stuff is not great. They're just going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. And Trump is worse than Hitler. That's going to be the whole game. That's going to be what they do from, you know, the last quarter of this year all the way through the election next year. It just reminds me, I bet there's some men out there who've been married. They're like, this is this is how my marriage arguments go. Like, you think you're raising one issue, and before you long, you're completely on the back foot trying to defend yourself from eight different things that were never brought up in the first place. And it feels so diabolical because in many ways what the Democrats were able to do, Buck, is if Trump raised it as an issue, they were so successful at creating the illusion that Trump was a serial liar and everything he said was a conspiracy theory that was not rooted in reality, that when he actually was pointing to things that were very legitimate, they had created a boy who cries wolf scenario in the media where if Trump raises it, it's not true because we've told you before that the stuff that Trump says isn't true. Now, the reality is Trump is, I think it's a, a accurate thing to say, he's a bull in a china shop, but he was right about, in the end result, almost everything. Almost everything. Pure Talk Cellular customers in this audience got a gift from Pure Talk this month, getting more data to use on their plans and a new mobile hotspot, too, for better data access as you see fit. No one had demanded this of Pure Talk. It was their move to over-deliver to their existing customers, make it all the more enticing for you to switch if you haven't already joined Pure Talk. This improved plan from Pure, from Pure Talk is still just 20 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, now 50% more 5G plus a mobile hotspot. $20 a month, a great deal. Lots of reasons to love this company. Customer-focused, veteran-owned. They employ the best customer service team, all working right here in the good old USA. Why not go ahead and switch today and save your family a bundle? Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk today. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your CNB 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Talking about Biden family corruption. Buck, what would you need to see for you to join me on the, yeah, Joe Biden's not going to run in 2024? So let's say that that we're right and that impeachment happens and that impeachment would happen basically in the fall, I I think is likely it would happen here and uh, run up through and including Christmas more or less likely that Joe Biden runs if he is impeached. Oh, it's uh, more like zero impact in your or zero, zero impact. He, in if anything, likely that the Democrats rally around him and get all hysterical and, you know, start clutching their pearls all more than they already do. And yeah. uh, that, that's that's how this goes. I mean, I'm look with each passing day. I'm more and more confident if if they don't have a decision. I understand that, you know, December feels like a long ways away now. But you can't even do the ballot changes unless this is done by I mean, you you know, you can't the infrastructure of running for president will become impossible for anyone other than Joe or Kamala on the same ticket if yep. this doesn't happen by December. So, I mean, we're almost in August here. So, you know, August, September, October, you'd have three months where something crazy could happen. Uh, the only thing that I think stops Joe Biden at this point is an extreme, extreme health event, you know, beyond the stuff that we see of the stumbling around and sounding like he doesn't know where he is because that's now that's now baked in everyone's like yeah that's biden that's joe being joe it's that irish charm whatever yeah they basically don't even let him see the public on a day-to-day basis now i I don't think there's any analogous comparison at the top of the next hour i'll talk about this nixon angle um as as to what happened with Watergate. could i ask you a question somebody being hidden like this well see here's what he's doing if joe biden so 
I'm a big 90s movies guy. And I do remember the movie Dave, right, with uh, Kevin Klein. You you saw that one? It's oh, good. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Sigourney Weaver, Kevin Klein. It's well done. Um, and I just bring it up because how different do you think the governance of the this White House and the Democrat Party would be if Joe Biden was, let's just say, legitimately, um, you know, in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair, unable to speak after, you know, losing the ability to speak because of a medical event. What I'm saying is, does it even really matter as long as he is technically in charge? And now there is historical precedent for this as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, under the. Woodrow Wilson presidency, if I if I recall correctly, toward the very end, his wife was basically the president. Am I getting? Is it Woodrow Wilson? Am I getting? I, always I think it's to, Woodrow yeah. Wilson, and certainly FDR in the final days of FDR's presidency. I mean, when he won re-election in '44, there was an understanding that he did not have the health wherewithal to, in any way, serve four years to remain as commander in chief. Now, that was even scarier because that happened during World War II. So this is why when people always say, oh, this is the most important election of our lives, I always want to say, you know, we elected a president in 1864 during the Civil War, and we elected a president in 1944 during World War II. So I understand the argument of, hey, 2024 is the most important election of any of our lives. Every election they say that, but... You know. Can I say 19, 1920, Woodrow Wilson has a stroke, yeah. his wife hides it from everybody, and they just continue like he's the president. Just so just so everyone understands, like, this isn't, I'm not talking, I was going to say, like, UFO talk here or something, although that's getting attention right now, too. I'm not, I'm not trying to open that. You should see at family dinners, Clay, when I bring up the UFO thing, we are very divided. In when our, is in the our... UFO hearing? Tomorrow? Oh, yeah. it's tomorrow? You know we should this, have somebody right? on to talk yeah. about UFOs. Allie, who was the best? This is going to be a crazy question. Who was the best UFO guy or girl that could come on to talk with us about that hearing tomorrow? I have no idea, but I, I've been with you. I mean, that would be a really fun uh, interview. I mean, you got to figure out somebody that would be credible and, and solid on it. Um, I, I just think it's it's interesting because, well, anyway, let's let's handle the UFO thing tomorrow. On back to the Biden thing for a second. There's historical precedent for. You have a president who has a stroke, who can't even really sign his name or speak, who stays as president, and the people around him call this. I, I think Democrats are prepared. For, if they can get away with it, they'll go up to that line with Joe Biden at this point because um, of the timeline, the name recognition, and the plan is so obvious, right? Of course yeah. Kamala takes over for him. Kamala can't that- win on her own. So this way you get Kamala to be president without her ever having to face the voters. Well, that's if he actually steps down. The bigger issue that I have with him not being mentally or physically capable to do the job is who's the who's the ultimate decider? Who is the person? I mean, I think it used to be Ron Klain, right? I think Ron Klain, who was the chief of staff, was the default president of the United States uh, for much of the first term of Joe Biden's presidency. Who is actually making the decision when you've got this is what why it's scary to me. Ultimately, when you elect a president, you're saying, hey, I trust this person when it comes to making the most difficult decisions in the world. You've got, Buck, you've been in those rooms. You've got four brilliant people arguing one side, four brilliant people arguing the other, and then you have to make a decision between them, right? Do we have any brilliant people in this White House? Well, 
in theory. That's a fair question. It's sadly a fair question. But who is the decider? That's what we vote for. Who's actually making these decisions? I don't know. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.